Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And on today's Word for the Day, we continue our series on Holy Communion. I want to talk about preparing yourself, your heart and your spirit, your soul for Holy Communion. I want to begin by reading what's called the Exhortation. Um, we don't read this every Sunday. We read this a couple of times a year, but it really, really sets... Um, sets out the holiness and the sacredness of Holy Communion and kind of our proper um, heart postures we come to. So I'm going to read this to you, and then I'll comment it, up on it um, probably along the way. It begins, Dearly beloved in the Lord, if you intend to come to the Holy Communion of the body and blood of our Savior Jesus Christ, you must consider how St. Paul in his first letter to the Corinthians exhorts us all diligently to examine ourselves before we presume to eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For as the benefit is great, if we receive that holy sacrament with a truly penitent heart and a lively faith, spiritually eating the flesh of Christ and drinking his blood, so that we might be made one with Christ and he is with us, so also is the danger great if we receive these gifts unworthily. For then we become guilty of profaning the body and blood of Christ our Savior, and we eat and drink to our own condemnation. So let me stop there and say a couple of things. So we're invited to come with a right, right heart posture to Holy Communion. And there's two parts to that, true faith and a penitent heart. Let me talk about what that means. So um, um, we, 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 we um, first we're called to come as believing Christians to the Lord's table. It presumes we're baptized. We have authentic and true faith in Jesus. Um, we're not we're not pretending that we do. We really do. Now it's not about how strong or robust your faith is. Some days I come to communion, my faith is weak. Some days I come at strong, but I really do believe that Jesus is Lord. I believe He's going to give Himself to me. And the second, I come with a penitent heart. A penitent heart is not the same thing as a perfect heart. This is really important to get clear. Some traditions do Holy Communion, and they just communicate. They're like, man, if your life isn't all together, you better not come. Or you're going to be in trouble with Jesus. That's not what this is saying. A penitent heart is a heart that says, Lord, man, I know, Lord, that I'm a sinner. I know I need forgiveness, and I, and I own that, and I receive that, and I need your help. I need your help from your Holy Communion so I can um, put off my sin and put on righteousness. And, and it presumes that you're going to need to be penitent over and over and over. There's not like you get to this place where you don't need to keep coming to the Lord, confessing your sin. So it's this, uh, a person who really believes and really knows their need and really is looking for Jesus to help them, receiving forgiveness and receiving transformation. So though there's really is a holding up of our posture, it's a posture that positions us to receive grace. So take that, therefore, the person who, as it says, profanes the body and blood and drinks to their condemnation, that's the person not who maybe, you know, some people think, well, if I'm struggling with sin, I can't come to communion. It's not what that's saying. It's saying, listen, if you're an atheist and you really don't believe, you better not come to communion. That is an act of hypocrisy. Or if you're just like, I'm just a profligate sinner, and I have no desire to have any change in my life. I'm just doing this because, you know, you know, my good friend is doing it. I, I just want to be part of what they're doing. But I, I, don't, I don't really believe in this. I don't believe Jesus is here. I don't believe he's going to do anything. 
The Lord says, don't do that through the scriptures in 1 Corinthians 11. You can eat and drink actual judgment to yourself. Which, by the way, the fact that it can have such beautiful spiritual benefits and can create judgment really supports the idea that this is more than a symbol. God's really at work. Okay, then he says this. Therefore, judge yourselves, lest you be judged by the Lord. First, examine your life by the rule of God's commandments. Wherever you've offended, either by thought, word, or deed, confess your sins to Almighty God with the full intention to amend your life. So, you know, um, we do that every Sunday during the confession, and it's important to do. And then be ready to make restitution for all injuries and wrongs you've done to others, and also be ready to forgive others who have offended you. So there's not just a God word need for penitence, but sometimes for other people to, to ask for forgiveness and receive forgiveness if that's where we're at. And also be ready, and, and for otherwise, even if you unworthily receive Holy Communion, you will increase your own condemnation. Therefore, repent of your sins, or else do not come to the Lord, God's holy table. Remember, the, 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 the feel here is you need to come ready to receive grace in need of forgiveness and help from Jesus. Not, you better straighten up, buddy, or you can't come to the Lord's table. That's not the tone of this. It's important to recognize. Um, it goes on and says some other things, but those are the heart of the exhortation, preparing our hearts. So what I'd say is, hey, I think it's really important. So like um, maybe on a Sunday that you set aside time to be with the Lord and you at least just review any sins you might need to confess to God just as part of your regular prayer time. Just have your heart be clean. Or as preparing for Holy Communion, maybe during the prayers of the people, you know some specific things that in the last week you've committed and you haven't haven't just said, Lord, I, I confess that a sin and receive a forgiveness. Just take care of that. Prepare your heart. And then just say, Lord, I really want to come and I receive your forgiveness and I really want to um, receive new life in you. Um, that's a really helpful way to prepare. And then when you come to the actual sacramental confession in the liturgy, um, you can really receive forgiveness and come ready. And then especially when one of the priests stand and give the words of forgiveness or the absolution, um, that really gives you a space to prepare your heart. I don't want this to be like you to get the feel that like, oh my gosh, if I get one little thing wrong, God's going to cap my knees and bust my chops. He's just looking for a way to take me down. That is, I've said this three times, but I really want to get this across. That's not the tone. The tone is, I want to be properly ready to receive from the Lord. And it's kind of like if my heart is, 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 a, is a garden bed and I want to cultivate the soil so that when the seed of God's life and Christ's body and blood is planted in me, the mixed metaphors, um, it, can, it can come to life and do its good work in me. So we come by faith. I'm sure if you come to the Lord's table regularly, you come by faith. So I wouldn't even trouble yourself with that. And then just, you know, it's important to stay confessed up. And that's part of preparing for Holy Communion. If, you know, you're not aware of a sin in your life and, and then you go to Holy Communion, God's not going to judge you. That's not the point here. It's about the person who brazenly refuses to believe, brazenly walks in disobedience, and then comes to the Lord's table. That's the problem. I don't think any of you listening are going to be that person, but but I do want to invite you to be a person who prepares your heart to come to Holy Communion. God bless and have a great day.